This music probably is not going with the music that you're hearing on the Monster Baby Podcast intro, but this is the Monster Baby Podcast. That's right. This is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. We are your hosts. I'm Ted DeMaison. I'm Lisa Rowland. Wow. And we do this thing where we explore mindfulness and improv and how it how it speaks to a topic. It's just a thing. It's a thing we do. Uh, today, we're talking about a couple of things. The, the main meat of today is is our, our current political situation. Yeah, that could be plant-based meat. What? Plant-based. You said the meat of the conversation. The I just don't want to drive away any oh, great. vegans. The vegan, great. Great. Yeah. Thank you. The, yes. <laughs> Important. It's impossible meat. Uh, we do. Yeah. So this is what we're doing. However, don't worry. I, I'm going to caveat number one is like, I don't, we're not like political um, masterminds here. So we're just chatting no. about our, our, our feelings and opinions. Just two friends with, you know, who are reasonably smart, who care about the, the election and yeah. want to sort through it. You'll hear me say many times, it's not that I don't know what I'm talking about, but so yeah, for those of you who also feel like they don't know what they're talking about, listen in and, and uh, this has something for you. Maybe we'll bat some ideas around that are helpful for you. Also, we do a little bit of a catch up at the beginning about fun and exciting things that are going on in Ted, Ted and my life. So listen for that. We'll start start that off. So with our impossible burger, we've got a little ketchup. Got a little ketchup. If you've mustered enough attention. Oh, stop. we got to stop. we got to. It's to. Uh, you, you might relish the oh, conversation. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. no. We Sorry. can't stop him. Sorry. The off switch is lost. Uh, okay. So we're doing that. And we want to we wanna, uh, point out. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That So the episode before last, we asked a question. It was about what hooks you about improvisation or mindfulness? What hooked you? What did you want more of? What brought you back? Keeps what you brought, coming well, back. Yeah, what kept you coming back? And we are. We know we asked that question. And we have gotten a response. Phil. Thank you, Phil. We're going to talk about it next episode. That's right. Yeah. We're going to talk. So that's coming, but it's not going to be this one. So uh, for those of you who are like, oh, no, I forgot to submit my response. You still have time. Isn't yeah. that great? Uh, what hooked you about mindfulness and imp- or improvisation? Uh, well, and then Ted and I will answer that, and we'll read Phil your awesome response. Yeah, we'll we'll play it next next one. Great. So, you're set to go now. Enjoy the conversation about the Democratic primary field, Super Tuesday coming up. Hope it's helpful. We love you. On you go. Mm-hmm. Tabs open for your your new computer is such a departure from your previous incarnation. It's not that much of a. It's, no, it's the same computer, but this case on the outside is like. I know it's funny, right? A black carbon fiber. I know it's very. You look like you're a blackbird. I wouldn't choose it. It's really interesting. But I have left it on, so apparently I did choose. You look it. like a stealth agent of the government now. Well, shh. Don't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't. I, I said it earlier. I don't recognize you anymore, Lisa. I know, I know. What are you? Are you like linking to the NSC computer network here? Listen, what I'm doing on my stealth computer is none of your business. Okay, I, I'm recording over here, fully open, well, open source. I'm going to take the. I'm going to be taking recording. those files, <laughs> and my employer, my employer will be taking oh, those files. Okay. Know. 
Uh, let's let's. Speaking of your employer, let's do this. Speaking of your employer, yeah. You just got a new job. I just got a new job. Tell us about it. I just got hired as Bats Improv's artistic director. Hmm. Yeah. And congratulations. Which is huge. Also, Ted Demizone is on the board and <laughs> is part of who hired me. Yeah. So there's a little bit. Of, and oddly enough, you. I'm also on the board. Are, was are, on the board. Are, were on the board. Yeah. So you almost hired yourself, but not quite. I because didn't quite it's... hire myself. I did recuse myself from this decision. <laughs> no, that's not how it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. What For for listeners who don't know, what what is the artistic director? What's the deal? So so the way that I'm seeing it is that the artistic, the artistic director, for those, well, I think everybody knows what BATS is, but BATS Improv is the improvisational theater company that I have been a part of since 2005, 2006, and have worked at in some capacity all that time. So for the first nine years, or, oh, actually, for the first nine years, I was working on staff in the office, and then I left the staff in 2014, and I joined the board because I missed being involved, and that was six years Uh ago, and I'm about to term out of my board term you were about to term out i was about to term out and then i applied for artistic the the position of artistic director became available uh the there's a term length and our current artistic director was reaching the end of his term length and i and i so i applied so that's interesting yeah i will have worked or volunteered for the organization that's a long time in a in a non-simply performing way for the entire time i've been involved a contributive pillar yeah you have been so this role is like in charge of determining what shows happen. So, yeah. and so here's what, how what, I, what are we putting on stage? Here's how and, I think about that. It is the it is the the one who is to oversee the health of the ensemble and the and artistic output of the Bats Improv performing company. Yep. So take care of take care of the performers. Take care of the shows. Yep. And then be and yeah. And sort of set an artistic vision for the for the company. Love it for the organization. So I like that it's a leadership role, both in terms of pulling together the ensemble members and how are they working together and sort of managing all that. But it's also like setting this vision that goes out into the world when people look to bats and they say, oh, "What are we what, doing? What are we doing? What are, what's the bats' role? What's what's the bats' style?" Yeah, it, you know, like I have so many. That. Yeah, I'm like. I'm just so jazzed. I'm so jazzed about having this job. I'm so excited about it. It is, it is for a number of reasons of personal significance to me. One of them is that I have my entire adult life has been spent at BATS. I, these people are my teachers mm-hmm. and my mentors. They are now my friends and my peers. And, and I am now going to be a, in, in a leadership role. And that, that is really humbling and Right. And remarkable because I also ha- I have their support, right? And that's r- really amazing. So I feel very grateful and humble. Yeah. There's also something really interesting, which is uh, on this sort of personal evolution level. I have never wanted this job, and I have had conversations. Right, like au contraire. Like I mean, not a contractor that you have never wanted. Like you've you've not wanted. I didn't it. want it. Yeah. I didn't want it. I, I wanted not to have it. Right. And little conversations have come up over the years where people, you know, people would just be like, "Hey, would you, you know, in a, in a low key way, would you ever consider applying for AD?" And I was always like, 
Hell no. Hell no. Absolutely not. I don't want that job. I wouldn't be any good at that job. It would stress me out. It's not. No. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, not for me. It was so clear. And right now, I have more clarity than that in the opposite direction. Like, when I decided mm-hmm. to apply, it was like, oh, not just, oh, yeah, I could see this, but like, I'm so excited about putting my now name in for this. Now's the time. I feel ready. The organization feels ready. It feels like we have matched. What's the So what shifted in you? Don't know. Don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's like... It's so fascinating. I, I got ready. And I think part of it is trusting myself. Mm. You know, like... I've always called myself a, a late bloomer in bloom. Mm. Like, not always. Only in the last... <laughs> few years i feel like my 30s have been like the time when i'm like oh i get who this lady is Uh, i get it like i'm starting to get that i have like i i'm starting to know and believe in myself but in my late in my i'm in my late 30s you know one of the i'm just thinking now about your stepping into this role is coming on the heels of your having taken this leadership role with the light up bats campaign yeah doing such a great job with it having success that was a long, was that a year and a half, two years? Two years, two from years. beginning to end. Yeah, and so, okay, so you got to like take on this project that was a tangible, what's the word, had some boundaries around it. Yeah, you know, it was like, finite. Okay, this is, finite was the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And there it is. And so you're working on this, and then you kind of get to, oh, yeah, some chops. Okay, okay. got some muscles for I this. I got it. And I find that I really like being the a, a mouthpiece for a That's big right. project, and I like being the liaison between a project and a community. And I like yeah. cultivating those relationships and it is a strength of mine. And in thinking about the company, I would find myself talking about how I think it could feel. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's a vision. Right. Like I remember I was talking to my therapist about it once about bats and, and like sort of the ways that I could see, could see it being. And he's like, well, have you thought about applying for artistic director? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't. I No, that's not a possibility. And he was like, I just want to check you on that. Like, let me just mm-hmm. ask again. Because it sounds to me like what you have yeah. is a vision and a readiness and a, and a, a burn for I this. Are you, you're feeling the burn? <laughs> feeling the burn. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. There's, well, foreshadowing. There's also maybe different kinds of burn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I feeling the wanna... good burn. Oh, okay. It's a good burn. Okay, so yeah. So this morning, so okay, and, and let me just say, <laughs> I love when you get excited. <laughs> I'm also like happily caffeinated. So there's a oh. number of things going on, but the but the the other thing that I that is showing me that I am moving into a new piece of myself is that I'm really excited about things like project management software. (laughs) And I'm like calling my sister who is, she's a consultant. She went to business school. She's like supremely talented project manager. And I called her and I was like, Emily, I need you to teach me about Excel. I need to understand project. Like, how do I make my goals tangible and measurable? How do I, how do I break them down into pieces so that I make sure to maintain momentum? Like, what do you have to tell me? And she's like, Lisa, you are speaking my language. <laughs> it feels so good. And so I'm like reading, I'm like creating systems to make sure that I'm accountable to myself for the things that I say that I'm going to do. And I'm like trying to read up on leadership. And I'm, I mean, I'm just like doing things that I have never done before. This is more evidence that you're working for the Homeland Security apparatus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you've been infiltrated. I'm so into it. Something. The chip has been put into my brain. It, I'm unrecognizable. Maybe I have a tumor. I don't know. Something else is <laughs> Something's happening. Something's going on. 
That's wild. And then, yeah. So then you drew this. You, you can't, I, I wouldn't let you tell me about it yet because I want to share it on the podcast. But yeah. you brought in this tarot card that you drew. You drew it this morning? I drew it this morning. So like not every morning, but mornings I like to go and I have my coffee and I bring it to my patio and I sit down and draw a tarot card. Just to see what it has to say about where I am, and, and by draw pull as opposed to like I pull, I pull paint one, picture, I pull yeah. one from a deck, and I this deck is called Golden Tarot, and it's by an artist named Cat Black. So if you want to, oh, we'll post it. I'll post a link to it on yeah, the cool. Monster Baby Facebook page, and it's all Renaissance art collage. Mm-hmm. So she takes images from Renaissance art and she builds a collage for all of the tarot cards. Love it. And it was a gift from my father, who's like totally not into this stuff, mm-hmm. and neither was I, but it was this inspired moment where he found it, he thought it was beautiful, he gifted it to me, and it has been a real positive thing in my life. Like a really nice little moment of reflection in the morning. I love that your dad gave it to you, yeah. I do too. It's so cool. Bill Roland, shout out. So, okay, so this image, I'm, I'm, I'm going to describe the image as I see it. So right. it's got a gold edge, and it's the kind of old Gaelic lettering, and there's the number 21 in Roman numerals at the top. At the bottom it says the world, and there's an image in a um, kind of almond-shaped uh, image. Like a frame. Like a frame, yeah, with a gold frame. And outside the frame there's an angel holding a music sheet that says Gloria in Excelsis Deo. There's a, a crow or a raven in the top right corner. There's a bear in the bottom right. And there's a steer, a bull in the lower left. That's reclined. And in the middle, there's this image of this woman who looks not quite saintly because she doesn't have a halo, but she's clearly a leader. She's got a cape on. She's like benevolent. Yeah. She's got her arm open like she's taking in her flock. She's holding an arrow in her right hand. And she's like shielding all these people under her cape. Under her cape. And they're all, they all look so gentle and like one's got her hand over her heart, one's got her hands in prayer in front of her chest. Like it's such a beautiful image. It's a re- very reverential, and they're in a looks like a cathedral because there's stained glass windows behind, behind her. Behind her, so, yeah. So it's and she's elevated, so it's almost like she's a religious figure of some sort of leader. But she's got this, she's carrying this. Yeah, but arrow. she's not. But but she's not a de- right. She doesn't have a halo. She's not like a. Yeah. Really cool. So I pulled this, and I had this immediate. By the way, I found out about this job. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday was my first day, sort of as a hire, like hired in the job. In the job, so it's brand new. And then I pull this card, and I had this immediate emotional relationship to it because it's beautiful. Like not all these cards are beautiful because, right. like Renaissance art, like some, some of those funky, faces are like super art. sallow and weird and yeah. unhappy and uncomfortable. And there's plenty of that stuff in the tarot deck and. So it was like beautiful, and I like it, and it, and I'm, it, you know, it makes me feel good. This image, and I immediately noticed. It, so it's called the world. I love that it's a woman. That like the yep. central figure is a woman, and this almond shaped, this almond shaped frame is like so vaginal to yes. me. Right? It's yes. like so yes, it it's is. so feminine. The whole thing is so feminine. Um, so the description of it, when I look, I have this little booklet that tells me what the cards mean, and her interpretation, Cat Black's interpretation of this card, it reads this way. Her interpretation is, one person can make the world a better place, is the title. Wow. Sort of like the takeaway. She goes, you have seen and learned much in life. Uh, As an enlightened person, you have a responsibility to put your knowledge into action. Others will seek your guidance. Live so that others will follow your example and share the good fortune that fate has dealt you. Wow. Come on. That's pretty remarkable. And I was just like, whoa, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like... 
I just feel like I have these little hints that the that the world is like, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. You got you're on the right track. You're in the right spot. Keep going. I love it. You know, and like this is what I was thinking about talking to you about this, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe we'll talk about this on the podcast and remembering that like I get super squishy around like spirituality and the idea that there's a God and whatever but then I'm like super happy to be like oh my spirits are cheering me on and my angels are with me and I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) it's all part of the mix some part it's all like yeah it's all sort of like in there and I feel like the way that I think about this tarot card is like is like oh if there are if there's something attached to me something that knows more than i do right this these cards are like a little open they're like a little conduit it's like hey come on in here's a little window here's an opportunity for you to tell me something yep nice i i'm having the sense also that given that this has happened you know you've got this job you drew this card today we're doing this episode now that this message may not just be for you Mm. oh and and that i'm thinking of the way that uh, Brandy Carlisle, whom I just saw in concert again this past weekend up in Seattle, explained when she introduced her song, The Mother, yeah, which is about becoming a mother and facing all these challenges that she didn't expect and her heart gets blown open in great ways, but also in ways that feel like she loses part of herself but is reborn. And the first time this weekend that I've ever heard her explain it this way, she said, I wrote this song for me because it was about my journey. And since I've heard so many people respond to it and write to me about their experiences, I realize it's not just about for me, it's for all of us. Mm-hmm. This is your song. If you are a mother who's choosing to bring something into the world, a creative project, or you're choosing not to bring something into the world, or you have a cat, or whatever it is, yeah. if this song is for you, it's for you. Yeah. Right? So having heard that introduction, I'm thinking about this with your card too, about Whoever could be stepping into a role yeah. and like now is your time. So any, time. any listener, you, you might, maybe going. these words are for you. Yeah. You know? the, and the, the way that I got them, the, the way that I heard them or the things that I wrote down about it when I was, when I was writing is it's not only excitement that I have about this, this job. It's also fear and trepidation. And I know mm-hmm. that I can get stuck and I know that I can get paralyzed by how I think other people will react. And I know that I can lose confidence in my Mm. self. Mm -hmm. So there's also this, this part of me that's like, okay, Lisa, keep moving. Right. You're good. You've got this. Yeah. Just keep taking steps to keep moving, right? Like face the wind and keep moving. Cause you've, you've, you're, you're, Yes, you You're have ready. a vote. The You're ready, and 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 we say yes. We be- we believe in you. Yeah. So let so let's go. You're good. We, we you know? being like the spirit world. Everybody, everybody's yeah. But, and also the people who the people who have hired me, like right? the like the hiring committee and the company, the people who have read my application and yeah. submitted their feedback and were supportive. Like yep. Everybody's everybody's in. We're we're on board. We're on board yeah. with you. So keep going. And it's not to say that it. And, and it takes, and I really connected with this feeling of that takes courage to stay grounded and keep moving forward. Yeah. Like grounded and moving, just keep taking steps. I love that. It's like stay connected to your work. Don't let this get bigger than it is. And it's big. Yeah. It feels big to me. It feels so big to me. Well, so there's congratulations. There's and that. I'm excited to see how your leadership takes form and impact you're going to have on the community and on the world and your artistic vision and it's going to be great. 
Thanks. It's going to be great. I'll post it. We'll post a photo of the of the card and the deck on the Facebook page if you want to see it. We are unleashing Lisa Rowland We're doing in a it. new way. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I think that this notion of facing the challenge and then taking one step forward, that's also a little foreshadowing for what we'll, the, mm. our, today's topic. Yeah. But before we get to that, I also wanted to share something that I'm doing today, which is really cool. I sort of stumbled into it because I got invited to do it. But there's a, a an applied improviser from Beijing who contacted me, and he's been pulling together applied improvisers over there trying to get new people into that world, into our world. And, of course, recently they've all been basically staying at home because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And so they've been shut in and have lost their sense of community. And some people, like, haven't left their homes for weeks. Oh, my God. Uh, but so he's been pulling together these uh, Zoom calls for people to learn applied improv. And so he asked me if I would do something. So we're going to get together this afternoon, for me, this evening, but it's tomorrow morning. It will be tomorrow morning for them. And we're going to talk about how mindfulness and improvisation help you kind of get prepared or get resilient for uncertain circumstances where you're like, I have no idea what's going to come next. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of them are maybe going to lose their jobs because their jobs might just disappear because there's no economic support for it wow. anymore or but it's like can we see the opportunity in that as opposed to just the loss just the deficit yeah and i am feeling so um i mean i'm not getting paid for this it it just feels like this is a powerful use of this information we have this understanding this way of being to serve people who really need it right it, now it also feels like it is the best of things which is Oh, we on Earth are having a problem. Yeah, and that is this this disease, and so we on Earth need to come together to to help fix the disease. Right, right. Like we're all this. We're all the same. We're all being hit by this. We're all be, we're all facing. We, we as a human race are being hit by this. Right. Mm -hmm. I I was just I was just talking to a friend about the overview effect which mm. is astronauts go to space and see the right. earth and are yep. transformed and recognize how delicate life is and how united we all are actually mm -hmm. and how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that we're all fighting. Right. There are borders and yeah. Yeah. Borders and you're different than me because I live on the other side of this imaginary line from mm -hmm. you. It's like mm -hmm. crazy and true. And it's true where we're living by those rules, but, but sometimes things happen that make us, that we all re respond to as humans. Right. Right. And one of those things is like anything that happens in space, we respond to as humans because yeah. we are all on the same planet. So like when the, what is it called? Eclipse. When the eclipse Comet, happens, meter. <laughs> uh, it's like, whoa, like we on earth are earthlings yes. responding to yes. that instead of like an American and a Canadian and a French right. person and a whatever. It's like, whoa, like a celestial thing. Anyway, doing this feels like it, it honors and acknowledges this idea that we are... On this, we're on the Roots same together, team, yeah, yep. and when we are threatened, we should come together to help buoy up our teammates. Nice, it's like lovely. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like that, and it's it's gotten amplified in the last. I mean, of course, as this whole thing is spreading further, but I I read an article um, that was talking about how Italy now has cases and Iran has cases, and that somebody went back to Israel and was 
went and visited the Wailing Wall and like some of the sacred sites in Jerusalem, thinking about how many people are there and like, oh boy, this could this could balloon really quickly. Yeah, right? from all over the world. So I'm I'm excited to make this you know, one little contribution and see how it goes and maybe it'll flop and half these people aren't, aren't going to speak English and so we'll be translating into Chinese, yeah. and Mandarin, and I have no idea how to speak Mandarin. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm excited to try it out. It's wonderful. What a cool uh, thing. You just said, face the wind and take another step forward. That kind of feels like what we're doing. Yeah. So anyway, cool. Yeah. Well, that's a fun little check-in. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we got on this. Uh, so, okay. So today's topic. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think, I mean, who knows? We did a podcast, well, three and a half years ago now after the election. I remember it. In 2016, when we were both sort of, you know, in turmoil over the results and uh, recognizing that a lot of people were in turmoil over the results. And like, okay, what do mindfulness and improv have to say about how to deal with this scenario? And okay, here we are, three and a half years later, as we're getting ready for this next election, and it feels like all that's ramped up. Yeah. And so now, here in California, we're coming up on Super Tuesday. Which is what, a week away? One week from now. A week from today, and it seems like I, I mean I just and there's had this thought, like crazy dem field of candidates possibilities and who knows what the right choices to make and what the right strategy and what's possible and what's not and I just thought a I thought maybe other people would love to hear us sort of just sort through what are we thinking like but check I, in I'm on kind it. of feeling like I need to check in on it. Mm-hmm. And I need to sort through, what am I thinking about? Who am I going to vote for? I've got mm-hmm. my ballot sitting on the counter, and I haven't sent it in yet. I have a sense of what I'm going to do, but I would love to hear your thoughts. And recognizing that neither of us is a political expert. you know, oh, Far from it. I generally feel like, oh, God, there's so many things to pay attention to. And I, I can, and I, you know, I, my feeling is always like, oh, I'll have an opinion. But then there's so many people who know more than me and have dig, dug, dug deeper than me and... and right. Well, but what about this and political like folks who are like political analysts who know that actually this is what electability means, and so right. actually you're throwing your vote away if you do. You know, it's like you're, you're not a pundit. That it's really easy to feel like I don't actually belong in the conversation because I don't know enough to to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think it's totally legit for us to have a conversation from that point of view because I imagine that other people probably share that share that same thing. So, you know. We're as qualified as anybody to yeah. shoot, shoot the shit about <laughs> yeah. the situation, and yeah. maybe it'll be helpful or not. That's true. You know? That's true. And if you're now that we've proclaimed, I've proclaimed my ignorance, and now I feel safe talking about it. <laughs> now perhaps we can help. <laughs> so uh, I don't know about helping. But well, I am, but I am well. Well, I'm, at least I'm, ourselves. I'm. Yeah, I'm fine opening the door into my brain a little bit. Well, okay, and I'll we'll put the caveat out there. You know, I consider myself a progressive political person like i'm lean i even lean more towards like green than democrat but you know in recent years definitely democrat so i acknowledge that ahead of time and if that's troublesome apologize but you know in general if that's troublesome now might be a good time to turn this off (laughs) if if you're gonna have a tough time hearing about progressive politics like a vision for the future that involves that I, I don't know right. that this will be a fun episode for the rest of the time. Yeah. So uh, just to acknowledge that. But I'm looking at this field of candidates in the Democratic primary. And I think 
Okay. For me, all but one of them would be significantly better than Trump. Bloomberg? Yeah. Yeah. I, I originally, and I originally thought that even he would be significantly better, but it's sort of... I'm, it's I'm hard to about think that. of somebody who wouldn't be better than Trump. Right, because... And I hate even saying his name. I, I call him the current occupant yeah. uh, of the White House. Right, yeah. that he—he's just such a radical. He goes against the, my most primary values of honesty and kindness. He just lies all the time, and he bullies all the time, and it's yeah. all about him. And yeah, it can't possibly be more corrupt. Mm-mm. And and I was thinking this weekend, like I think that every utterance either promotes himself belittle somebody else, or is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like literally everything or he says. Or all three. Or all three at or the same time. Or all three time. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that any of them would be an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Any of them would be an upgrade. In that sense. Yes. Right? So then I go... And a lot of them, most of them would be real strong. Right. They're accomplished. They're smart. They're yeah. articulate. Like really good candidates. Good people. Seemingly, seemingly good people. Um, so that's cool. And they have access to resources, and they've got some friends. So, but so I'm, I want to just go through each of them and like do a little. I don't know if it's pros and cons, but like, what do I like? What am I concerned about? Mm. Kind of thing, and see if you have other reflections. That, um, but who do you want to start with? Oh, I don't know. Let's go. Uh, hey, Amy Klobuchar. That was my leaning too. All right. So, what's your take on Amy? I, this is the part where I you don't know I don't I mean I have feelings but like I I'm not they're not well researched okay. so it feels like here's here's for me yeah love that she's a woman my goodness is it long past time for us to have a woman president yeah you know I love that she's from the Midwest and I think that's going to be strategically important mm-hmm. for her for this ticket she's done a lot of good work uh, and. I like that she's confident and, you know, she's sassy and... The feeling that I have about her is that she's solid yeah. in a way that doesn't scare people. Right. You know, like, right. I think she, she she's not as scary to to moderates or, like, right of center, you know what I mean? Yeah. Folks, as Bernie might be scary to people. Right. Like, he's too, you know... Too out there. Yeah. Yeah, and she's... I don't think she's scary. She seems... She seems as solid, right? I, I have read reports about her anger with mm-hmm. her staff. Yeah. And, you know, caveat here, our society has a tough time dealing fairly with women and anger, right? And, like, oh, women get to be angry, too. And if this was a man, would you just say, like, oh, he's a you know strict leader or something, mm-hmm. right? That said, there some of the stories make her sound like a bully with her staff. Mm. Like when she gets upset, she really just lights into them. And so I'm hesitant for that reason because I'm so turned off by Trump's bullying. I don't 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 want want a bully. And uh, I would love for somebody to have some righteous anger. That'd be great. Yeah. But not in a bullying way. Yeah. And then um, what was the other piece? Oh, well, just for my own politics, I don't think she goes far enough. I don't think her vision of what needs to happen is bold enough for what I think we're facing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she can generate enough enthusiasm 
to get people fired up to get out there. And, I don't and think so. Yeah. I don't think she's firing anybody up. No. And, that you know, that's the good side is that she's solid and trustworthy and unthreatening. But, like, needs to fire more people up to get the primary so that she can be sa- a safe choice for the that's general. Right. And I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. How about Mayor Pete? He's cute. Um, <laughs> I'm sure his campaign does not want that to be our assessment. There are things that I really love about Mayor Pete. Like, I, anytime he's in a... I haven't been watching the debates much, usually because I'm doing things at night. But but the times that I've heard him interviewed and stuff like that, I'm like, man, you just keep a real cool head and you've got yeah. a cool way of looking at stuff. Like, I like your... I like your vision and your view. I don't think he's going to be president. Yep. I think part of that is like there is some problematic stuff around around some of his time as mayor, yep. around policing and racist practices and not really doing anything about that. And and some some of his positions have seemed to really have been influenced by who his big big backers are, who, yep. who his big funders are. And I I think that the root of evil is lies in camp- in campaign finance. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like if if you're bought, you're not making choices that are best for the country you're making choices to keep your your funders happy, happy right? I, I and that that's how we're he, that's why we're here right that's why we don't have gun safety that's why we don't have that's why it's such a such a fight to like get environmental protections right that like this is why so i don't want it and it, and that really turned me off interesting yeah i find him i think he's funny i think he's whip smart super smart and i so, like that he's gay so articulate yeah, uh, I'll, I'll come back to that one in a second. Um, and he speaks in coherent sentences. He can he he's, like more than speaks in coherent sentences. He, he like, like he's holds, a super. He holds nuance. Yeah, right. And and he's like analytical, and he rephrases questions in smart ways. Yeah, not in greasy, slimy. I'm going to slip around this ways, but like. Actually, the premise of your question is not what we ought to be looking at. Like, there's this bigger I, thing, I and I, it seems really powerful. Yeah. And I like the youthfulness and the vitality and it's like, okay, cool. There's somebody who is going to be a part of the future and wants to help get us there. I like that he was in the military. He's Love been that. in the military. Like yep. that feels important. And he's got perspective about the costs of war. And so there's all that. Yeah. yeah. And right. I, and I love that he's visible for the gay community. There was somebody, was, there was this photo of him. Talking to a kid. Talking to a little kid yesterday, right? An 11-year-old right? about coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, wow, what a lovely Oh, so powerful. Representation, man, it matters. Yeah. So all that and, right, corporate concern. And, uh, you know, he worked for McKinsey, a uh, consulting company that's you know, part of the corporate establishment and growth, 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 growth. And he's also really young. I can like forgive that he worked at a place. I don't know. I I get that that's like problematic, and I'm like, well. Well, you also learn about a lot about strategy and structure and the way the business world works. So that that's to his credit. But but it's he comes out of a world that has neoliberal values, mm-hmm. and that I don't think. What's a neoliberal value? What does that mean? Uh, it's like, in general. Uh, holding up the rights of citizens. It's a free market kind mm. of thing. Um, like libertarian? And, and to say that goods and services and business should be free to move around the world, sort of globalist agenda of like the free movement of capital, right, around the world. And so it's like, hey, we're all part of this 
growing business, and that's what we're doing, and this rising tide will lift all boats. But in fact, maybe the the frame of like we're always trying to grow is not sustainable for the planet. Yeah, great. Right? Great. So it, it tends to link the military and the corporate together because the military then protects corporate interests and so the military grows and so it's got mm. this kind of hawkish element yeah. to it. Okay. Again, I'm not a political expert, but that's kind of how I understand it. But right. I'll toss these terms yeah. around as if I am. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> this is a funny political show. Like two people who are like, let me be honest, I don't really know much about this. Here are my opinions. Yeah. I know I know enough to be dangerous. You know more than I do. Yeah. I think. So okay. I have, so I'm very feeling feeling forward. <laughs> I think that Mayor Pete is cool and I think that young people can do amazing things, but 37 to be president and and to only have been mayor yeah it's seems, just missing seems a, it's, it's missing it's missing a piece for me but the but the big thing is the funding and the yeah like the the money and the lack of clarity around his racist police chief sure. and, and okay. like not handling that and okay that it's like there's no excuse for not handling that yeah today right. I, I just think I'm like this is yeah come on yeah. Litmus test. Okay, let's move up to Joe Biden. <clears throat> <laughs> Joe Biden, here's my I take. I am done with Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. I'm Th- done with him. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. Noble man. I think you're a kind guy. I think that you had some questionable touching and hugging and affection. But, you know, like, I'm I don't, think it's, I don't I, think it's vicious. Yeah. It's not sleazy. It's just like, oh. But I just think. Yeah, he was. He's we're done, yesterday. We're done, we're done with you, man. You did we're, a great we're job. We're moving on. We're out. We're out. Yeah, we're moving on. And it also feels like the main thing he's running on is I'm Barack Obama's friend. Yeah. And I haven't heard him say anything that I'm inspired by. Well, and and I'm old white guy who will who's like Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe. I'll take care of you. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, but I don't believe it. No. No. I don't feel. I don't feel that. I don't no. get it. It's I, like. And I haven't felt like his. Groundedness, and the same way that Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg respond to questions really sharply, like I'm kind of like, are you gonna, uh, uh, what? How are you gonna pull this together? Yeah, he, yeah. So it doesn't. We don't need. And it. and yet he's still considered front runner. One of the favorites. I don't know how that. It's residual. Is still happening. Yeah. Right? So okay, well that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing to say about that. He's going to get a lot of votes in South Carolina. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of votes. Okay. Isn't that happening today? What is South Carolina? Well, they're de- they're they're debating tonight. They're debating okay. tonight in South Carolina is on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Okay. Next up, let's go with Bloomberg. Oh, why? Get him out of here. Well, okay. But hold on. <laughs> because I found when he first came in, mm-hmm. this is before I knew much about him. Yeah. I had this feeling of like, oh, thank you. Somebody who's going to, who has resources, who's going to speak plainly about Donald Trump and isn't going to pussyfoot around because he doesn't have anything to lose. And he's like, he's not trying to protect his Senate job or his House of Representatives job. He can speak his mind freely and he can just nail Trump and and he can just plaster the airways with it, right? But everybody's nailing Trump. I don't... I, he's going after him in a in a with a different level of. I, I, that's my experience, anyway. Yeah. But I found myself having this response of like, oh, here's a hero, who can come in and help us out. And thank goodness, finally, somebody 
on the good side who's got resources, who can apply them where we need to put them. A billionaire for us. Right. And so I kind of was persuaded by this mythology. And then I started thinking about like, oh, wait a second. He's buying that mythology. That's highly problematic. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. He's buying that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at that. He's got the resources to be able to control the narrative about him. And then, okay, so then, then I went to research and like his stop and frisk stuff. That his was like redlining comments. Redlining comments and his treatment of women in his company. And oh, the NDAs, don't talk about it. And oh, they couldn't take a joke. And oh my goodness, some of his rhetoric and basically his dismissal the of ru- poor people. Uh-huh. And like this sense of, this elitism of, those people don't matter as much as our people do. Yeah, there, there's like the the dirty side of, oh, you don't have to answer to anybody because you don't have a Senate seat to protect is you don't have to answer to anybody. Exactly. Like You're free to move. You're, yeah, and and no one's going to hold you accountable because you, you're the top, toppiest top of the 1%. Oh, and not, yeah, he's like one of the top 12 yeah. people in the world. Right, so it's like... In terms of wealth, I should say. That's what I mean. And yeah, I read the statistic that said he could spend $100 million a day for every day until the election. You're the one who told me that. Yeah, for every day until the election and still have half his wealth left over. Yeah, which is like $30 billion. Yeah, he would have $30 billion left over. He'd have $30 billion left over? $100 million a day for 300 days and he'd still have $30 billion left over. Come on! That's crazy. That's and the whole like, oh, he like owns media empires, and so he can control what is written about him, and has like, and like the the journalists who work for Bloomberg News don't get to like. There's all this. Yeah. I, it's just r- super shady. I mean, it's just like another yeah. dictator. Well, and it's like and you have the money to buy people off, and now you're doing it, and you say you're on the right side of things, but like, and it's been, and he's done some great stuff around gun control and around climate change and funding some really cool. Like he helped fund. Uh, hurricane relief, uh, you know, and a lot of the communities that he's had political trouble with, he has gone and provided financial support. Great to provide the financial support to help, but now these people don't speak up against the troublesome racial practices yeah. and beliefs you've expressed. Keep them quiet so, with money. It's like, I, my hope is that he fades out and. He will. There's no. I, he's yeah, not. Well, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> he's got a lot of money, but, but yeah. I would love for him to turn that to help out whoever wins. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned that he's going to turn his financial firepower against Bernie because I think that there are people in the Democratic establishment who don't want Bernie to win, and so it's like, ah, how can we weaken him? So yeah, I I was thinking about Bloomberg, and then now I'm like, oh my gosh, please no, please no, don't yeah. put us in that position. Yeah. So, okay, Elizabeth Warren. Warren and Sanders, man. In many ways, very similar. I love Liz. I'm into her. What do you love about her? I, well, a, I love that she, and again, insert another caveat here. Okay, <laughs> Liz. Um, I'm, I'm into her. Um, I, I like that the way that I've seen her, sp- I mean, I like Sanders and Warren. Yeah. I like them both. I okay. want them both. I want them. I want them. Yes. Yes. Either, Either one. Like, let's do it. 
Lauren has the benefit of being a woman, yeah, which is important. Which is important, and that's not her strongest quality. It's not like whatever woman or nothing. It's like no, no, she is super strong. Yeah, she's consistently from inside the system spoken, if I may, truth to power, right? Like sort of yep. talking about how how screwed up it is that the big banks can't fail and the bailouts of like the systems of power that that that, that just won't cannot be held that we've built a system that can't afford to hold any any many right. big power accountable and I love the way that she's spoken out about that and truly wants to shift what what our system is yes. like I'm into that and I like the ways that she has Protect, that she is looking to protect people. Yes. That she's really looking to lift people up and protect people, like consumer protection stuff and, you know, just like, yeah. and, and loans and, um, I just, yeah, I'm, yeah. In, I'm into it. I like, uh, I like her. She gets painted by her opponents as somebody who's this elitist and it's like, she's so, she's so looking out for her little people. Yeah. I like that she's a mom. Yeah. I really like that she's a mom. Yeah. That she like, Gets how access to childcare changes the conversation. It changes everything. Yeah. yeah, like it changes who can be in the conversation. Right. I I think that she is really practical, and I think she's again whip smart and has thought things through. And you know the whole tagline of she has a plan. Like she does. Like, she's got plans. She's just this morning came out she's with prolific with something about how are we going to handle viruses. You know, and like, oh, yeah, nobody else has been talking about that yet. Mm-hmm. And she's also got a bit of impishness and playfulness yeah, yeah. that shows up every now and then. And the way she jumps on stage or she'll... she'll she come, throws stuff back at people. She gets she comebacks. And yeah, so I like that about her. And she's angry, but not a bully. Right. Right. She's like, speaks truth and cuts people down to size, but it's not about like causing them pain it's about dressing them down mm-hmm. you know and sort of bursting their bubble kind of thing yeah so yeah i'm i'm totally into her i mean i love that she's from massachusetts i suppose that could be a liability in a general election but you know sort of like hometown woohoo, mm. go boston mm-hmm. yeah I, she's done a couple things that i've been like oh why'd you do that totally well this whole like when she doubled down on like sanders said a woman can't be president i was like oh let's not yeah don't go there i don't think that happened Let, let's just not right and the when she like responded to trump's thing about pocahontas and that she's and like get got her dna done and i was like just don't engage yeah. just right. quit it like so there's moments where she drops down to something that feels a little bit juvenile like right. fighting in a little bit of a juvenile way and i'm like you don't have to don't do you don't have yeah. to do this yeah and then, so there's just a couple of times she's there's like done little that. judgment calls, right? And I think, okay, well, we'll let that pass by. But. Yeah. So Not enough to uh, write yeah. her off. I, right now, I would say that she's my. I'm expecting I'm going to vote for her. Yeah, me right? too. So okay, but then there's Bernie, who I voted for in the primary four years ago, who I think is, you know, for a long time has been fighting the power mm-hmm. and speaking truth and speaking for the little guy and just... He'd been saying the same thing for a lot of years. Yeah. And he's like on it. And I'm... And I sort of think he's going to be the nominee. It looks like it. Yeah. I wish he wouldn't use the label democratic socialist because I think that people just don't understand what that means and mm-hmm. they're not going to. Yeah. And it's like, apparently in Europe, the same policies are called social democrat. 
Right. It's just the way that we use the language. Like, mm. like that would be so much better. It would be so much better. So much better. Somebody called it, I saw on Facebook, somebody called it, don't call it socialism. Don't call it democratic socialism. Call it harmonious capitalism. And I was like, oh, that's nice. There's yeah, like something I, different, you know. I, I, th- I think that Elizabeth Warren would, that's what she's going for. Like yeah. she wants to like make, the, make the We're... capitalist system work for everybody. I think Bernie is not a capitalist. Yeah. He's, but, okay, here's what I'm... Like, language matters so, so much. Ma- so so much. It's like... I'm so psyched by the movement that he is building and by the the young people and the people of color and the disenfranchised folks who are, like, rising up and that it feels in the same way that what happened with Trump four years ago and this rising tide of, like, where did all these people come from? Mm-hmm. It feels like that's happening with yeah. Bernie. And it feels like if there's somebody who can get out the vote, right. it's going to be Bur- it's gonna be Bernie. Like, and, he's a movement. And, and I don't know if it's going to be enough to win, but I, do, I really don't know. No, me neither. And, and I think the people are like, we have to have a moderate. I don't... That's not enough juice. Yeah. You know, and, and Bernie's got the juice and these crowds are huge and... I've got a couple, a handful of my former students, high school students, who are now working for his campaign. And I Young people love the, him. And I think it's because they love each other. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's not about him, right? That he's this, he's the figurehead for this movement, but the movement is really us. And I just, I find and that... That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's, that's the energy that's... Yeah. That's sort of building and swirling and like, whoa, okay, let's ride this sucker. Yeah. I think that he's going to be really vulnerable to all sorts of myth-making and bashing and, you know, misunderstood tropes and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm concerned about that. Oh, and and the, the, the GOP, like the... There will just be no holds barred in sowing seeds of total fear. Right. Of... What he stands for. That's right. Which are which is lies. Like the people will just spin it in the in the most. It's gonna be like a. It's gonna be like McCarthyism. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And and you know, ironically or hypocritically, it's gonna be all about. You know, he's trying to bring us to where Russia was. Yeah. That's like what, the, <laughs> who's the who's friends with, with Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah. So there's all that. So I have real hesitations and and the other thing is and i will throw 150 percent of my support behind him if he's a guy sure yeah i I wish he weren't i wish he weren't so one note angry all the time too (laughs) i think he like sounds angry no matter what he says because even when it's just like a little fundraising video that's like we need your dollars for in order to you know like he always sounds like he's harping. I know. I think it's just his voice. Like I think that's just how he sounds. I, I think there's part of it that's his speech pattern. That's you he, know, he has this vibe like your crazy uncle. Were we talking about this? No, but there's been some, several articles this week about understanding New York Jewish uh-huh. heritage and like that's part of the part of the, the way sh- that the stick part of the way they, that he speaks. But I, it's not just that for me. It's that. When I have very occasionally seen him make a joke, it's like this light enters him. Last election, the moment that just enthralled me was when that bird showed up on the podium. Oh, and he stopped and stopped and was like, "Who is this bird?" And you know, yeah, it was so beautiful. It's a sweet moment between yeah. Bernie and the bird. I loved that. I was like, "All right, I'm in." Yeah, 
So, so funny. I want to see more of that side of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally, totally. Um, and and I wish that... Although he's 78 years old. Yeah. He's an old, old man. He's an old man. And I wish that his supporters would get behind Warren mm-hmm. because then we'd win. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so I went this weekend when I was up in Seattle. The hotel that I stayed at as I walked to the hotel... I saw that her, Elizabeth Warren's Seattle office was literally just across the street from the hotel. Mm. So I went in there and like introduced myself, said, hey, what's going on? What are you guys up to? And do you need any help? And then they said, yeah, why don't you come in tomorrow and we'll get you on the phones. And <laughs> yeah. So I went in to volunteer and I thought, all right, let's go ahead and put your money where your mouth is. See what this is about. Yeah. Don't feel so powerless. So they train me and they have this whole software system that, you know, gives you a script and what to say, depending on how the person responds. And it's really kind of intimidating. Yeah. You know. How many people did you talk? Did you talk to many people? Um, I talked to a handful of folks. So I worked for about an hour and we were calling <laughs> folks in Nevada to ask them about voting in the caucus and did they need any help to get there? Or did they know? What's your plan? Yeah. You know, who are you voting for? If, if you're not voting for Elizabeth, what are you thinking about? This sort of thing. And almost all the calls were... So you, you don't even hear them say hello. You just hear this beep, which is the computer saying they've picked up and said hello. Oh, right? God. So, so then you start. You just have to say, hi, my name's Ted DeMaison. I'm calling on behalf of Elizabeth Warren's campaign. Yeah. Is Janine home? Yeah. You know, or could I speak with Mark? And then usually you just get click. Uh-huh. Right? Sometimes you get the voicemail, whatever. But every now and then you get somebody like, uh, yeah, this is Bethany. And you're like, oh, shoot, I got to oh click on this. Oh God, yeah. script. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Well, how are you doing today? Doing fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, if you're planning to vote in the caucus tomorrow. Yes, I am. Okay, do you know who you're voting for? Yeah. So there's this whole script. and But I spoke to one guy who was on his way from Nevada going up over the mountains into California. She's like driving through Reno into the into California. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to be there. I said, oh, okay. Well, uh, do you know have a sense of who you would vote for if it we got to November? He said, no, I haven't really thought about it much. I said, okay. Do you uh, have you heard of any of the candidates? No, don't really know about them. Fascinating. He was very friendly. Yeah. He's clearly a Democrat because he's on the call list. He's just not just paying like, attention. Nah, like, whatever. Well. I don't know. It's like. Okay. <laughs> Again, this isn't on the script. There's no button for the what we do with this guy. For for <laughs> for, for a guy who's just totally uninvested. So I was like, uh can I ElizabethWarren.com, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for your time. Hey, have a great trip. Safe travels to California. Yeah. That was one. I spoke to somebody else who had moved to California. And then the one that was the most fun and the most unnerving was the I called a woman and I gave my introduction. She said, uh, 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 no speak English. I was like, oh, geez. I said, hablas espanol. And she said, si. I said, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to sing this? So I'm like so nervous. I'm like, um, like estoy okay. llamando para, para Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Vas a votar? Are you going to vote? Yeah. And she said, you know, she said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And so then I just had this little conversation. I said, do you know who you're going to vote for? And she hesitated and she said, uh, 
Bloomberg? And I was like, I think that's just because that's the only name she's heard. Yeah. Because he's been blanketing the airwaves. Yeah, right, right, right. But he wasn't even on the ballot in Nevada. Oh, wow. So did you manage to have like a... So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to listen, right? And not speak so much. But I was so nervous <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. And I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to understand her. So I just gave her a few reasons why I was voting for Elizabeth Warren, why I thought I was going to vote for Elizabeth Warren, what I liked about her. And she said, okay, well, you know. So I don't think she was going to actually go to the caucus the next morning. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> nervous making. And I had totally mixed emotions about it because on one level, I don't like it that this is our system. Like people call, 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 call. I was like, just leave me alone. I'm fine. I know what I'm going to do. But I, most people, that's not the case. And, and there's reason to believe that this is effective. It makes a difference. And, you know, if somebody needs a ride, they're not going to vote because they don't have a ride. It's like, well, let's find you a ride. We'll mm -hmm. get you there. You know, how can we do that? And it really does make a difference, yeah. you know. And there are people who learn about candidates who didn't know about them, right? Yeah. And so I've heard from both from Bernie's supporters and Elizabeth Warren supporters who are going out and canvassing. Usually people are psyched to talk to them. Because they're excited to vote for one of those two candidates. Yeah. You know. So it's very instructive. And, I, and it made me want to volunteer because I have felt really powerless in this whole thing. Yeah. I'm like got all these feelings stirring up about the future of our country. And I'm like, am I going to need to move because I can't take part in this? And But my life is comfortable and I love being here in California. I love my friends and my community and teaching where I teach and... But I, can I stomach being a part of this if this is if we're going to go down this rabbit hole again? And like, well, what if Trump wins and the Democrats lose the House? Or oh, it's just terrifying. It's a devastating right? thought. And and what I realized was, I know I can go down that road mentally, and the so the feeling of getting out and doing something mm -hmm. felt really good. And the people I met were awesome. Cool. You know, I didn't meet that many, but Elizabeth Warren actually came to Seattle on Saturday night. And had I not been going to a concert, I would have gone and oh. taken part and been part of that whole thing, right? And I think that Bernie might have even been there on Friday Why? night. Why were they there? Yeah. Because they're... Because they were watching Brandy. Yeah, they're in town for Brandy. Yeah. Now, the, um, they're gearing up for the Washington, Washington votes the week after Super Tuesday. Got it. Yeah. And there's a lot of delegates in Washington. You know, Bill Rowland, my father, your father, once told me, the antidote to fear is action. The thing that will cure your fear is action. Get an action. Mm -hmm. It takes you out of fear. Because it gives you power back. And so much of fear is that something's going to happen that you're not, you can't control. You're out of control yeah. of it. You, get, you, yeah. got, you know, and, and taking action puts you more in the driver's seat, even in a small way. Right. Um, and it sounds like you just experienced that. Yeah, and there's an element of of mindfulness as well. So this is like an interesting demonstration, I think, sometimes of the limits of mindfulness, right? It's like, okay, to be aware, it's important for me to be aware of, oh, I've got this background fear and sadness or even grief and terror. It's like more like grief and terror than just sadness and, yeah. and fear of what's happening. Okay, so important to notice that because if I don't, it's just pulling me down and leading me to it's driving distraction, you. Yeah. right? And 
if I just sit with that, it kind of amplifies it. Mm-hmm. That I need to reach out and con- at least connect with other people. Like we're talking about this today helps to know that other people are feeling the same way. So that's one step. And then actually to get out and make a movement towards what I want mm-hmm. feels like it's important. So that's like, okay, the mindfulness is the awareness of the sensations in my body and the reality that's happening, not trying to dismiss that. And then there's something about the improvisation of like, okay, what comes next? What do you do? What are you going to do? The, Who are you going to connect with? This, the, that's, this is interesting. You know, Patricia is working on another book. Okay, Patricia Ryan Madsen. Patricia Ryan Madsen, author of Improv Wisdom, sweet little book. Mentor to both of us. Perfect little book. Um, is working on another book, and she's talking about, I don't think she would mind me talking about this. She's talking about boiling down the, her, the improv maxims into four A's. Attention, acceptance, appreciation, and action. Attention. Attention. So notice. Yeah. Accept. Yeah. Accept what you notice is true. Yeah. It's happening. Yes. That's where we are. Appreciation. What is the gift here? Mm-hmm. And action. What do I need to do? Love it. And I and it's interesting that that this sort of like the mindfulness. I wonder where action falls into that. Where it's like, right. yeah, you, yeah, you notice what's happening, then you do what you got to do, mm-hmm. and some of that is managing your ma- managing your emotions, right? Is doing something so that you don't just sit in terror and grief, right? Because it's not that's not good, yeah. You know, it's not good. But, but saying that's not good is an evaluation of those feelings, you know. Well, so it, like, it how, doesn't so, get us to where we want to go, right? right. But but isn't where we want to go the moment the present moment. Or like, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that, but I mean, I, there are places I want to go. There's ways I want to feel and there's right. ways that I know that I can affect my emotions in a positive and healthy way yeah. that, that will give me the life that feels the way I'd like it to feel. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this question of like, well, the job is to notice it and, and not think that there's anything wrong with it. We don't want to value it, right? Like notice the grief, accept the grief, but like where, yeah, where does action fall right. into that? It's it's so important. Yeah. I mean, and and Joanna Macy, one of my mentors, talks a lot about this grief, and she's she's got a book called Active Hope, and it's a similar thing of like we have to start by acknowledging what's true, acknowledging that. Well, she says to start with gratitude, so you open up a, a space of thankfulness. So Patricia's appreciation, appreciation comes, comes first, come, yeah, for Joanna, and then it's a going deep into what's really happening and letting yourself feel it. And then it's connecting with others so that you then get inspired. You're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not alone. alone. I am not, it is not pathological that I'm feeling this way. It's right. not, there's a problem with me for right. being so upset. I am actually a uh, healthy Peace. reflection of yeah. what's happening to the planet. Yeah. And that this is part of motivating us to reach out to each other, to act and to create a different reality, right? And then it becomes the action and then it sort of leads you back into the gratitude mm-hmm. and cycle back through again. I, the, the way you said, the way you said this before, that I can take a step toward the, toward what I want mm-hmm. or toward the world I want mm-hmm. is like some, somehow struck me as it's just a step. Mm-hmm. You, you can't bring about that world. Right. But, but you can just take a step in that direction. Take yeah. a step toward that. If I had do, Michael do Bloomberg's something money, that... maybe I could. <laughs> it takes big steps. But yeah, yeah you're right. 
you know, but like, yeah. but all of us are gonna, and the only, and, and tie this back to what you said about Bernie and the thing that is sticky about him, which is that it's not about him. It's about us. Yeah. And that, that we all need to be taking little steps. Like that's how that's this right. is going to happen. Yeah. And that's why small donations are the thing, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, small donations from millions of people. Right. Because millions of people need to buoy this thing, this yeah. thing up, move yeah. this thing forward. Yeah. And, and I think that's very empowering. Yeah. It's like face the wind and take it, take the next step. Yep. Uh, okay. So oh, I God, think this is starting to all feel like a part of one conversation. That's funny. <laughs> and I, well, and I, that's great because I think it's we're you know we're about time to wrap up here. I, right. That you know if there's a call to action here, I'd say if this resonates with you and you're feeling turmoil around this, like find some place. Well, I to take a step to I, take an action. I would like to know what you're do what because I'm sure that there are people who have ideas of like this is how I plug in, this is what I'm doing. Right. I'm writing postcards or I'm making calls or I stop in, I do data entry. I'm doing like my parents do switch left. They volunteer for switch left. Mm. Switch left. Swing left. Know. Swing left. Switch left is an improv game. Swing left uh, is trying to move the like legislature. The brain of Lisa Rowland. I know. I know. Uh, we're making a new choice. Uh, the swing left is an organization. So, so like, what are if you would tell us? I'm also realizing right now that we never answered the question. Oh, you're speaking to our listeners. To our, right? I'm speaking to our listeners. Yeah. If there's things that you do to fight fear, if there's action that you are finding that you take, what are what is it? Mm -hmm. And if we hear from you, we'll share that. Yeah, great. We'll share that with folks. Uh, to to yeah. Yeah. So I encourage you. You know, whoever your people are that you want to see win this thing. Yeah. Get out there, get involved, get connected to other folks, and you know, see what you can come up with, and do research so you know what. No, so you know what you're talking about, to some degree. <laughs> I mean, are you talking to me? I get it. I get it, Ted. I get it. No, I most that was mostly like, please look into Michael Bloomberg if you're thinking about supporting him. <laughs> um, All right. So let's wrap. Case, yeah. Let's wrap it. But that was good. I, I'm uh, I'm glad we got the chance to talk about. It. I'm thankful for the chance to sort of sort through my own thoughts, and I hope it was helpful for people. But um, yeah, it's nice to chat about it. Come on. I'm sort of addicted to it anyway. It's like I can't. I'm like, what? Is Come on, world. Come on, world. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Let's go. So, all right, people. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Bye. There it was. All right, that's it. That's Very it. good. Jolly good. Jolly right. good. Pish posh. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Love that you're here. There it was. I liked that conversation. It always surprises me when we come back around. Yeah, kind of loops. To the beginning, and it's like, wait a minute, maybe this whole thing. That, well, you're the, the tarot card that you drew is like stepping into a leadership role mm -hmm. and like it's your time here we go let's make it happen and that's th there are a lot of people in that position right now that's we're, right. we're looking for this new leader on a grand scale and then in this smaller scale in my life this thing is happening and, and so it's like we we are that leader what does it take yeah so yeah we hope this was uh at least interesting if not inspiring for you yeah. and we'd love to to hear your thoughts and reflections 
Yeah, so send, send, send that stuff our way. If you're taking action and you're finding a way to, to combat that fear and dread, let us know what it is. Also let us know how you, what, what hooked you about mindfulness and improvisation and or in, yeah. in, in, improvisation. We'll, we'll handle that next episode. Send a note or a voicemail to info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Uh, and uh, heads up again uh, <gasps> that my buddies. Angelo and Cindy, who were on the last episode, uh, the two of them and I are doing a retreat up in Northern California. Like next weekend. It's in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, March 13th to 15th. Make and, it uh, happen, we've folks. We've got an amazing group of people who are going to be there, and we'd love to have you with us. So check that out. If you go to playfulmindfulness.info, the info's at the top of that page. And uh, give a call, send a note. Happy to get you on board. Go get it. Go get it. Get it, yeah, hey, I'm action. doing a, I'm doing it just plug, plug wise for plug all, wise. if there's any of you listening who are in the East Bay, I've got a weekend of Bechtel test performances happening at the flight deck, which is this amazing women of color owned black box, 99 seat black box theater, beautiful theater space that's closing at the end of March because it's impossible to keep, because it's too expensive to keep mm. this theater space alive. And we're one of the last things that are in there. I'm like really wow. excited about it. And it's a killer cast, really fun people I don't play with all the time. And so March 6 and 7, you could go to lisaroland.com to find information about that. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. So, okay, cool. And I'll be there too if you want to say hi. Ted will be there. You can see him in the flesh. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay. Well, again, thanks so much for listening. We love you. We'll and see you uh, next time. See you around next time this boat comes to the <laughs> harbor. Yep. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>